This is a short story, and one that may not be very scary to most of you. But to me, it's one of the most unnerving and strange things that's ever happened to me. To set the stage of the story, I'll explain a little bit about my life at the time. I'm the youngest in a family of five. When this happened, I was about nine years old. My family was living in a house that was a little too small for comfort. Thankfully, about a year earlier, my mother had gotten a promotion at her job and had finally saved up enough to be ready to buy a larger house for us to move into. We teamed up with an old family friend who was a realtor and nearly every weekend we went to do viewings of new houses as a family. This went on for months. My mother had a really strange obsession with looking at different houses, so I think she dragged out the process partially for her own enjoyment and partially to ensure that we really found that perfect house. We didn't really mind though. It was really fun to imagine what life would be like in every different house that we went to. What room would be mine? Where would we put our furniture? It was just a really fun way for me to spend my weekends as a kid, and I still look back fondly to that time. Before I continue, I want to make it completely clear that we never saw the same house twice. Every weekend it was a new house, so what is coming up just really can't be explained by me ever seeing this house before. During this time in my life, I also really suffered frequently from nightmares. They were the kind that would shock me awake and leave me cowering under my blankets until I fell back to sleep or the sun finally came up. Because of this, at the time, this dream didn't really seem out of the ordinary to me. I only remember a short amount of the dream that I had that night. The beginning of it is nothing more than a blur to me. All I know is that the premise of the dream was that I was in a dollhouse and I was exploring every single room trying to find a way out. I felt a strong urgency as I went from room to room. It was like eyes were on me the entire time and something was hungry and following me. While most of the dream is really nothing more than a blur in my memory, the next part, however, I remember in vivid detail. It was almost as if I was really there. I opened a door and saw a blue staircase. The stairs were nothing more than wooden slats that lead down to an unfinished stone basement. The odd thing about this basement was that everything was that same ocean blue color. The stairs, the floor, ceiling, and walls were all painted in a thick sloppy coat of this blue color. Even the lighting was coming in as this blue hue where it streamed in from thin windows at the upper part of the stone walls. I walked hesitantly down the steps. I remember not wanting to go down there, but my body just moved on its own, like how it does sometimes in dreams. After every step I went down, more and more of the basement came into view, and I began to hear a strange demonic sounding chanting begin to get louder. It was a two-room basement. The first room, the one directly in front of me, was completely empty other than the normal basement hardware, such as a water heater. Shadow had flickered in the corner of my vision like light had been cast from a fire. I didn't look at the second room until I reached the bottom of the stairs. Once I was on the last step, I turned my head to the left and looked into the other room. I was immediately gripped with fear. What I then saw was a circle of humanoid shadows dancing hand in hand. If you've ever seen the House Moving Castle movie, they sort of looked like the shadows that surrounded the Witch of the Waste in the castle scene. I was transfixed watching their dancing and frozen in fear. Suddenly, like a bad jump scare in a video game, a shadow then jumped at me into view. I then woke up terrified before it was able to grab me. I remember not being able to go back to sleep after having this dream, but like I said, 
I had a lot of nightmares when I was a kid. This dream, like all the others, fell away from my memory pretty quickly. Soon enough, I didn't even remember it had happened, and I moved on with my life for some time without giving it a second thought. Now the next part of the story sounds really far-fetched, but I swear it's true. Like many other Saturdays, we went to view a couple of houses. If I remember correctly, this house was the second one we saw that day, and it was going to be the last. I walked down the block hand in hand with my mother, snow crunching under my boots. We were at the back of the group, heading towards the house on the corner. It was a strange little house, painted beige and looking unfinished. The exterior of the house was strangely shaped, more of a parallelogram rather than a perfect square or rectangle. The yard was very small and it looked really cramped, with its large back porch taking up almost the entire backyard. This may seem dramatic, but I felt really uneasy before we even entered the house. Something felt off about the house, and the younger me knew it. Once we entered the house, my feelings were affirmed by my father. He was always a believer in the supernatural, and when he stepped in, he mentioned how the air felt heavy, and he felt like something was off there, and I could feel it too. It felt like eyes were on me, and I was on edge. My mother, however, always the skeptic, just hushed him and moved on with the tour so we wouldn't waste our realtor's time for nothing. So we continued going room to room and exploring this strange house. The house on its own probably would be a perfect setting to a horror story. I remember my sister describing it as being like a dollhouse. I couldn't agree more. The entire first floor, including the kitchen, dining room, and living room, was an open space that could easily be viewed from what I could describe as a balcony-type hallway on the second floor. It was like the whole ceiling had just been taken out. Even the kitchen cabinets ended short like they stopped at an invisible ceiling. This wasn't the only strange thing about the house, but everything else on the first floor was in small details that built into a really scary picture. Some of it was nothing big like every light being a pull chain and none of the switches on the walls seeming to work. Other details like how the whole first floor just seemed dirty. Floorboards were broken, there was trash in the corners, broken molding on the walls, broken counters and cabinets in the kitchen, and things like that. I think the worst part was the doors. Every door had the lock set up so that you'd lock it from the outside, as if to keep something or someone locked in the room. Some of these doors, especially the bedrooms, the inside of the doors were really scratched up, as if something was trying to get out when it was locked. We had grown uneasy at this point. My parents and elder siblings especially, who at the time better understood the connotations of the weird things we found. Even so, we then moved on to finish the tour. There was really only one main room on the upstairs of the house. It was the master bedroom, and somehow the strangest part of the house up to that point. While the rest of the house was dirty and damaged, the master bedroom seemed to be completely remodeled and new. It was honestly the nicest bedroom that I'd ever seen. It was huge and fancy looking, and it even had a jacuzzi in it. The weird part about this, though, was that the room was all decorated in the same blood-red maroon color. The walls, the carpet, the bedding, everything in the room was this color. Something about it was really unsettling, and when my sister made a snarky joke about how the color was to hide the bloodstains when whatever murderer killed their victim here, my mother ushered us out of the room quickly. By this point, my whole family was thoroughly creeped out, and ready to leave this house. But because we had already seen so much, we decided we might as well finish with the last room, the basement. 
Though things were already really strange and unsettling, the basement was the final straw for me. We opened the basement to reveal a set of blue stairs leading down to a blue room. Though I had forgotten the nightmare up until now, it all came rushing back to me. I couldn't believe what I was seeing at first. Every step I went down only proved what I was seeing was real. Exactly like my dream, I walked down the blue steps into an unfinished blue basement. The walls, the floor, the ceiling, and stairs were all slathered thickly in the same color of ocean blue paint. The only difference was the room was dimly lit only by the white midday winter light streaming in from the windows. I was so afraid to see the other room as I approached the bottom of the stairs. Finally, I had turned my head left to look into the second room and saw nothing. It was completely empty other than what looked like a filled hole in the middle of the room where the shadow had been dancing around in my dream. Perhaps it was from a furnace or something else, but I didn't care to know. Tears threatening to escape from my eyes, I grabbed my mom's hand and then said, Mom, I really want to leave. I'm scared. My family agreed that it was time to end this strange tour. My mother took me outside while my father and siblings finished up with the realtor, saying their goodbyes. My mom asked me what was wrong, but I never told her. I didn't expect her to believe me that I had dreamed about a house that I'd never seen or been in months before being here. We left that day and clearly never moved ahead to purchase. Quickly, my family forgot all about that strange house, but to this day, it still really haunts me. I can't explain how I had that dream or what it meant, but all I know is that something happened in that house, and I really don't want to know what it was. Hey everyone, I just want to take a quick second from the stories to thank today's sponsor, Manscaped. It's holiday season, and if you don't know what to get as a gift or stocking stuffer, well today's sponsor, Manscaped, has all the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code CANNIBAL. Inside their stocking stuffer, you'll find their lawnmower body trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body, as well as the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. They also have the Manscaped 2-in-1 Shampoo Plus Conditioner, as well as the Manscaped Cologne Infused Body Wash. All of these formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free so you know their products are legit. Make sure you hurry to their site to ensure these wild gifts show up before the holiday season. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code CANNIBAL. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. This happened in October of this year, just a week ago. So I live in a really small town on the west side of the United States. For such a small place, a lot of weird things tend to happen. Sometimes bad, sometimes tragic. And for some reason in the fall and winter, creepy shit just always goes down. I grew up here, and in my 21 years, I've seen a plane crash in the local high school, a murder-suicide, police killings, and much more. But today, I'll focus on what just happened. So in my junior year of high school, which was in 2014, a fellow student shot himself after a fight that he had with his girlfriend. It was obviously really heartbreaking for the whole town. 
I'm fairly close to his family, and I've spent a lot of time with them since their son's passing. So last week, they were going to go hunting in Louisiana, and they asked me if I'd be willing to go take care of their dogs while they were gone, and I gladly accepted. So I went over there, and they showed me the kennels and where the food was, and they gave me a key. Later that night, I go back to the house to bring the dogs in. While I'm inside, I notice some noises, kind of like someone walking around in the house. I call out to see if maybe one of their older kids were inside, but it was empty, and I knew that the other kids went with them because of Instagram stories on their trip so far. So I just try to rationalize it and say it's a big house, and I guess it just makes noises. But just for my own comfort, I decided to call my buddy to see if he wants to start helping me. He works outside our small town at an electric company, and I work for the local water treatment plant. And we both work schedules of one week on, one week off, so I knew he had the next week off. So I ask him to help me, and he says yes. The very next morning, we get there, and we go inside to then let the dogs outside for the day. Then we feed and water them. As we're doing this, I casually tell him about what had happened the night before. We kind of both just laugh it off, ignoring what we were both thinking about our classmate who had passed on. So fast forward to that night, we take the dogs inside, and we go throughout the house making sure it's locked, then put the dogs in the kennels. As we're doing this, I noticed a light coming from upstairs. I point this out to my friend, and we go upstairs to turn it off. Well... It was the old bedroom light of our classmate. At this point, I say that it's pretty weird around here, and he agrees. But again, we didn't want to be disrespectful in their house by talking nonsense. So the next morning, we go back with no problems, and we kind of just stand around for a while outside by our trucks, just talking and stuff. My friend then happens to look up and sees a face in the window of that same bedroom. He then points it out to me, but I can't see it. Nonetheless, we rush upstairs, but the room's empty. The whole house was empty. So at this point, we know something weird's going on. So we leave. Fast forward to that night. I pull up to the house, and my buddy texts me that he'll be there in 10 minutes. So in the meantime, I just sat in my truck, talking to my girlfriend on the phone. At some point, I look up, and I then see something that took my breath away. The front door of the house has a window in it. A window that blurs, but you could still really tell if someone was standing at the door, and I see a figure standing there. There was a little bit of light coming from behind. I hung up the phone and just sat there staring, when I then heard a honk right behind me. Very relieved, it was my friend. I then look back, and the figure's gone. I get out and I tell my friend what happened, and we're both terrified. But we go to the backyard and gather the dogs. When I then open the door... I saw something absolutely creepy. The kitchen sink was on, the cupboards were open, and there was light coming from upstairs again, as well as from the master bedroom on the ground floor. We were frozen. Finally, I snap out of it, and we both just go around the house together, turning things off. When we eventually end up leaving, my friend looks at me and says it. Dude, it's him. You know it is. I didn't know what to say. We then both left, and we went to my house. I called the parents of our classmate, and I said we just couldn't do it anymore, and that something really weird was happening in their house. Their response? It's okay, we know what you mean, and it can be a little hard to get used to. Don't worry about the dogs, just put their food and water outside. And ever since then, I just can't go back to that house. Even thinking about it terrifies me.
So yeah, that's my story. This happened probably about four years ago when I was 15 years old. I was heading back home one night from enjoying a really nice bike ride near my neighborhood, which was back to another neighborhood in which I was bike riding in. In order to get to part of the neighborhood, I had to go through the woods. It was late winter and the ground was absolutely covered in snow, but it wasn't fresh. Now, I've always really loved going for late night bike rides and I never really imagined something like this would happen to me. So, as I was walking my bike through the woods, I had made it about halfway through when all of a sudden I felt this really weird gust of wind rush by me, along with footsteps that sounded like a deer or elk trotting past me. I had a light on the front of my bike, so I took it off and shined it all around me. I didn't see anything nor hear anything after. It was completely silent. I shined my light down on the snow, hoping to see some kind of tracks or something, but there wasn't a single thing in the snow. I've always deep inside been scared of the dark, but I made an exception when riding my bike at night. However, this really did it for me. I stood there for nearly five minutes just trying to figure out what the hell that thing was. When I made it home, I told my mom about it and she told me that it may have been something paranormal. I was so shaken up and I decided to get on my laptop and do some research. And sure enough, that's when I learned about things called Wendigos and Skinwalkers. I read a bit about them which surprisingly really calmed my nerves now that I had an idea of what it may have been. I'm now 19 years old and I haven't gone for a late night bike ride ever since. I now know a lot more about Wendigos and Skinwalkers and I hope to never ever have an encounter like that again. 